Welcome to the Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast 1993. I'm your host, Sean Patrick. With me is Amy Kay. Bonsoir. No MJ this week. Yeah. Uh, they're afraid of aliens. <laughs> uh, de- desperately afraid of being abducted. Yes. And so uh, they could not watch Fire in the Sky. Cannot blame them. Starring 90s heartthrob D.B. Sweeney. Yeah, I know. I thought it was going to be a Jurgen classic this week, but apparently it's our sweet D.B. Sweeney who plays Paul Rudd in this movie. They look so much alike. Oh my god! Oh like my he's God. got Paul Rudd's haircut from what, like uh, Wet Hot American Summer, yeah. Diggers, Forty uh, Old Virgin, yeah. yeah, all of all of the above. Weirdly enough, like he's he. The movie is set in nineteen seventy five, but he's always had nineteen nineties hair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. No, okay. So, but but again, too, I just want to mention that Robert Patrick plays Tim McGraw in this movie. <laughs> Which he does! Is, apparently you have a huge attraction to Tim McGraw. Let me get back to you on that one. Hang ah. on. Come in. Uh, because you found uh, Robert Patrick incredibly attractive. I, I'm going to hit that. I'm going to go back in time and hit that in 1993. But first of all, yeah. uh, this is the uh, true, true, I mean, I can't, I, how do I do, like, uh, finger quotes in a Say, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Open finger quotes, close finger quotes. <laughs> Air quotes, true story <laughs> of uh, Robert, of Travis Walton. Yeah, uh, who is uh, who claims he was abducted by aliens in 1975 <laughs> while working uh, a job cutting trees. He and his buddies out late at night. Uh, claims that uh, you know he walked out into a area underneath an alien ship, and then the big blast of air sent him flying backwards, and he. His friends thought he died, so they left him like dicks. 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 Straight up dicks. Bunch of pussies. Well, but... Bunch of fucking pussies. You'd do Run the same thing. Run it off on their buddy. You'd do the same it's thing. It's almost like they made this story up. Uh, <laughs> why are you so anti-alien all of a sudden? <laughs> like, why? It's not all of a sudden. It's been my entire life. That's some bullshit. Obviously, you never watch the other styles. I also don't believe in the Easter Bunny. You want to question that one, yeah, too? Th- you know what I think is interesting is that... <laughs> You're a non-believer. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Henry Thomas is in this movie. The other <laughs> guy who could prove that there are aliens. Exactly. He knows E.T. <laughs> so I think we all know by now. Could he be more inconsequential in this film? Could <laughs> he, he be? Exactly like my ex-boyfriend back in like the <laughs> 90s. Seriously, he looks just like Corey. It's it, it, I can't even look at him. It he has the whiniest face. He has a whiny face, which like, is weird. So whiny. Corey didn't, but yeah, I'm just in case you ever. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. But yeah, um, Peter Berg is another one that's in there again. One of those actors that I always thought was really good in everything he he did. Character actor, but you don't see him anywhere now. We were pretty sure that uh, that either Norman Reedus or Stephen Dorff was in this movie, but, but apparently not. Bradley Gregg played him. <laughs> Bradley he Gregg played Stephen Dorff in the <laughs> film. <laughs> it was so weird how many of these actors like. There's a dude on there. Uh, what was his name? Scott McDonald, who looked just like Ethan Suppley. If he had like dark. <laughs> Ethan Suppley now. Who's, exactly. If you've seen today's Ethan Suppley, he's like buff. Yes. And like like exactly. really like like super built now. Oh my uh, god! Completely not the guy from Mallrats anymore. <laughs> like, and that's what this guy looked like. Totally. Or David Harbor. Oh, <laughs> He's kind yeah. of David Harbor <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my dog. There are a lot of a lot of wigs, lots of beards. So many wigs, movie. gorgeous beards. Um, well, not all. Like some of them just look like you know spirit gum with <laughs> cotton. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Robert Patrick. At the end oh. of it. 
this. Yeah, take that beard off. I'm going after that shit. <laughs> he was hot. I'm so, he was you, so hot in this movie. You have, a, you have a long hair fetish. I do. I do. Not for um, people that look like Santa Claus or anything. <laughs> Not pointing anyone out. Um, fuck you, Brian. But I, I, I do have a thing for, for long hair. I always have. Yeah. So even if it's on the guy from Terminator Two, well, and he was also Agent Doggett on on X Files, and you know I fucking hated him on that. So <laughs> no, he was he was in a movie called The Road Within, which I thought he was really good. He played he played Robert Sheehan's dad in that movie, and I thought he was really good. So now I want both of them. Robert, <laughs> hitting me some of that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this film. Yeah. Uh, so DB Sweeney yeah. is Travis Walton. He gets abducted by aliens, allegedly. Stop saying that. I'm not going to say it. Travis Walton, the real Travis Walton, by the way, was in this film as citizen number three. Yeah. Which I think I found him. He was in the church scene, I think. Um, This is still his story to this day. I wonder why, because he he makes money going to conventions and has books and uh, gets essentially gets paid to believe it. That he was abducted by aliens. So, yeah, I think that's a good reason why he might believe in aliens. I don't know. They're real. <laughs> okay? That, that's all I'm saying. Just watch an X-File. Just one. Just one. To the credit of this movie, this yeah. movie does ask some internal questions mm-hmm. about their motivations and what might have really happened uh, via the character played by James Garner, who is completely out of place in this movie. Oh, well, yeah, just, I, mean, I kept wanting every- to call him Murphy. Everybody, <laughs> everybody in the film was like got these really like redneck attitudes and like redneck look, and he comes in with a redneck look, but then he comes in with that voice, that James Garner voice, and you're like, you don't belong here. Pork, it's the other way. He just sounds so much smarter and more educated than everybody in yeah. the movie. Uh, he seems like he came in from a different film entirely to just go, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> I can't stand any any person in a film that's wearing a bolo tie, though. I fucking hate that shit so much. And tan. So and t- much tan. Oh, so much tan. And again, once again... Tan color. Not, he wasn't tan himself. 90s? For Arizona, which is weird, nobody had a really bad tan. That's true. That's Yeah, you think they'd be a little bit more weather-beaten. I think Robert Patrick was a little weather-beaten. I'd like to weather-beat him. Oh, golly but, gee. Um, no, this... The, um, what was I going to say? In this movie, uh, James Garner, mm-hmm. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite parts of watching it with you is just imagining the <laughs> when they're telling their story. So, yeah, there's a flashback <laughs> here because obviously they, they're telling the story, right? They've to got, the cops. So the first thing we see, we have to watch this twice for reasons that make no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're watching in the, like, the car. They, they've, they've, uh, they're barreling through the forest. They arrive at a bar just out of nowhere. The car is just beaten to hell. And they walk in the bar and just sit down and, like, have a beer. And then one of them gets up, okay, fine, I'll call the cops. Uh, he calls the cops, and then we have to hear this story again. <laughs> where they tell the cop what they saw in the forest that made them, you know, go on this car chase away from whatever they saw. And it's very funny because they have to, like, go back and, like, start their entire day. So they like... Uh, the essentially what what we're being told then is that this flash... In this flashback, they're explaining that, you know, D.B. Sweeney had to stop and get donuts... <laughs> Oh, drive his fucking motorcycle on the goddamn sidewalk. What a dick. What a dick. But, uh, like, Paul he, Rudd wouldn't do that. There's like exposition about the two, like him and his buddy, you know, D.B. Sweeney and Robert Patrick wanted to start a motorcycle place. M- we got to meet. MT. 
We got to meet uh, yeah, the, the the love interest of D.B. Sweeney, the woman who's who becomes Travis's wife. It's uh, creepy. Like, all this stuff. But you, but you don't just imagine that, like, you're James Garner, the cop, and you're asking these guys to tell them, <laughs> tell you what, tell you, tell them, tell you what they saw right. in the woods, tell them the story, which apparently they've already told the cop, and now the cop wants them to tell it to this detective. <laughs> So now they're doing this for a second time. Did they do that with him, by the way? Did they tell him about D.B. Sweeney getting donuts and, <laughs> and <laughs> what their the kids had for breakfast? For him, right? We had to stop and pick up uh, the three other guys and take them into the into the forest with us. Like Robert Patrick's character said. And then I guess he tried to run into a truck, and then he got on the sidewalk, grabbed some donuts, and headed on down <laughs> to my house, which I saw none of. And, and by the way, they are supposed to be best friends. Let's just make this clear. They're supposed to be best friends. And the minute fucking D.B. Sweeney uh, slash Paul Rudd showed up at Tim McGraw's house. The minute he shows up, he's like, "Hey, well, his name is Mike in the movie." He's like, "Hey, Mike." Which? Hey, Mike. Mike. And Mike won't say a word. Mike. Just, uh, like, it doesn't tell us why he's upset nope. with him. Nope. Doesn't say a word about it. Just to just to stay silent for no no good reason. No. And then we establish that um, Travis uh, is a really good climber. <laughs> he loves to get on top of houses. Climbs on the house to go up and say hello to his girlfriend and gives her donuts. <laughs> Which, again, but they're relating this in a flashback in a as flashback. if they're being questioned by a police detective. So why are you giving this information? This Just get to why this ha- Get to why you're, you've been saying that aliens have abducted your friend to everybody else. So why are you relating this exposition now? That's, yeah, yeah. Do you want to know about my best friend climbing on my house? So, yeah, he's my best friend. And he climbed up on my house to go say hello to my girl, to my, my sister. sister who's who going to fuck later. Who I don't want him to marry. Right. Just so you know, that's an essential part of this alien abduction story. Is I don't want Travis to marry my sister. <laughs> well, just imagining, just imagining James Garner just sitting there, just get to the fucking alien yeah. abduction already. Just tell me what happened. <laughs> like when I said, it's like pan back to James Garner's asleep at the table next door. <laughs> just so fucking bored. Yes, fucking done yet? <laughs> Do I need to know about the donuts? Like they just. None of that makes any sense. But, okay, I do, I do want to clarify. Yeah. I do want to clarify. I think that it's a solid cast. I think that th- there's great acting in this film. Um, it's just more fun to make fun of the movie, really. Well, I, that, I that's not an acting issue. That's a structurally... It's a structure, it's a director, yeah. That's a director's yeah. issue. It's a writing issue. It's right. like, why... You have to explain why you're in this setup, why you're in a flashback, and why that information in the flashback is essential to the story. Right. And... None of that is essential to this story at all. <laughs> it's a lot of padding. It is a lot of padding. It's a lot of unnecessary information. Uh, the most essential information is that Travis Walton has been abducted by aliens and... Allegedly. <laughs> and you guys <laughs> and the cops have to determine whether or not they're telling the truth or not, which of course they're not. Uh, <laughs> Speculation, sir. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I mean, this movie should be about James Garner's character. No. <laughs> I you wouldn't get fucking watch it, it if it was. I'm sorry. No. Murphy's Romance is the only film he ever did, and that's it. What about Rockford Files? No, fuck that. No. No, <laughs> no a good May-December romance with Corey Heyman. That's that's the only film he ever did, in my and mind. What about The Notebook? Oh, fuck The Notebook. <laughs> fuck you people who like The Notebook. No, I don't mean that. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that scene where they're crying at each other. Um, yeah, okay, so... As we get into this, and, and again, we're, we're establishing that not all of the people in the group get along. We've got Craig Sheffer playing another awful character. 
Um, great actor, but I hate him in every movie he's in. I so don't know dirty. why. He is, he's always so dirty. He's very dirty. He's a dirty, dirty man. And again, I think that they tried. They tried to make him look like he was Native American in this. Like, or we didn't know. Like, he was yeah. on a reservation. Like, that was really weird. Yeah. It's Craig Sheffer. <laughs> Whitest don't, man alive. Don't, don't, don't associate don't those do that. things. No, yeah, that no. Way. That doesn't work. It's a very white film, by the way. Also, <laughs> so... we're holding up with that, with that moistness. We're getting that oh. moisture in this 90s film. God, 93 is just wet. It is Arizona. It is. It is. Well, yeah, but it's it's not a dry heat. It should be a dry heat. <laughs> and then we've got, uh, yeah, um... <laughs> what, what I don't understand is like you know you've got I, I get it I get these people in the true story um, and I you didn't see me do air quotes with that, but in the true story I don't, I don't having people like the characters of even if they were there Henry Thomas's character and uh, is it what's his name Bobby Cogdill is that his name um, no that's his name in the movie um, whatever that guy who looks like Stephen Dork <laughs> uh, in, in the film. For me, I would just cut out those characters because the because the central people really are Robert Patrick, D.B. Sweeney, and then the weird Craig Sheffer thing, um, and Peter Berg. Like, do we need you, Peter Berg? You're just wearing glasses and a weird fedora. <laughs> like they're establishing him that he's the intellectual logger. I mean, I I don't know what that is, but. We have to know, of course, that uh, D.B. Sweeney, uh, that uh, Dallas, uh, Craig Shepard nearly dropped a, a tree on D.B. Sweeney and that yeah. they fought that day. With, with, that with. Travis disappeared. They both had chainsaws yeah, and they're like, going to go at each other. They chainsaws at each other, which is That would have been a badass don't, fight. Don't, don't threaten me with a chainsaw fight and then not deliver. Agreed. Like, movie. <laughs> I would have just watched that. Like, just that. <laughs> you want to watch chainsaw fights again? Yeah. Mandy. With Nicolas Cage oh God, has a chainsaw fight. Does it it's really? A, it's amazing. Oh, God. well, only Nicolas Cage can pull that off. <laughs> That's brilliant. That makes me happy. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, so we're establishing that, that you know, basically it, it's it's Travis and Dallas, Craig Shepard's character. They don't really like each other. So right. they automatically assume that he's, you know, once our Travis, once our sweetheart goes and gets lost. Sweet, sweet Travis. Sweet Travis. Um, <laughs> classic Travis. Uh, when he's gone, they assume that Dallas... Could be the murderer, or could have could have murdered him. Yeah, basically. Now, of course, Travis Walton is not dead. He's not alive, dead. Mm-hmm. which leads to the question: Then, what did happen? Obviously, it wasn't. Obviously, he wasn't abducted by aliens. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty fair to say. Uh, they did find in the truck a uh, a tabloid about a Nebraska man who had claimed to be abducted by aliens. Tabloids at the time were paying people to say that they'd been abducted by aliens, so... Here's the thing, though. Every white person in the 70s and 80s loved the Inquirer kind of shit. Our mom had, like, 70 of them next to the toilet. That's where you read them. But you knew you knew that those were just... They were for fun. You weren't reading them. <laughs> I mean, of course it's Arizona. I mean, you might believe that shit. I don't know. Yeah. I... The thing about it is, like... <laughs> what? It's just, so, it's just so dumb. Like... It's very clear these guys made up this story, and what Stop. bothers me, what bothers me, oh, what bothers me is that, that them making up the story and them coming up with like a place for Travis to be, and then how Travis should act after he re- comes back, is a far better story than the one they're telling here. Okay. It is. It's a better story. It's a more interesting story. But it's not the true story. 
But if they tell that story, they don't have a story that they can monetize for years. They've oh. got a story they can tell one time, and everyone goes, you guys are full of shit. We'll never believe another word you say. How do you not believe in aliens? How do I not believe in aliens? We are so in insignificant in this world. You don't think that there's other life forms on other planets? Do I think they come here and steal only white people? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Explain yes. that one to me, please. <laughs> Explain to me that. It's always like... It's always the same white guy that they take. It's, it's like, like every like... person in this movie. <laughs> they have all of them. I'll tell you what I saw last night. Looked just like a Dorito chip in the sky. <laughs> um, well, I mean... There's an entire planet, guys. There's an entire planet full of people. Yeah. Uh, are they? Where, why aren't they dropping by India? I mean, Il India's got a lot of people. Uh, but here's the thing. Other countries have seen UFOs. It's proven. <laughs> it's scientific fact. <laughs> We could have aliens in our family right fucking now. How do you even know? You could just uh, be a host. The family from Nuki lives right next door. <laughs> I, I saw them the other day. They're still wearing suits. <laughs> drinking Coke. Well, like you do. <laughs> like you do. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It, that would have made a better story, but it, it's not the true story. Um, it's just based on a true story, folks. Although, just every time they said uh, Mr. Walton, I just kept, you know, wanting to yell out John Boy. <laughs> It'd be funnier if, it, if this were actually, like, a, a movie about the Waltons and oh John Boy getting abducted by aliens. <laughs> That'd be it badass. Is, it is weird that there's a movie where he he's in a movie with somebody named Walton. <laughs> now, that's... Sense. I would watch that. I'd stretch it out like a TV show. I'd watch that. <laughs> John Boy has too much integrity to believe in aliens. Does he, though? I think so. He did orange juice commercials all the way through the 80s. You really don't have much integrity at that point, do you? Do you? Any self-respect? The guy with the mole? I don't remember back his name. To, back to <laughs> aliens. Oh, sorry. Sorry. The things it's you just, don't believe in. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because they only, they only attack the same people every time. They only go to just the... They want to make sure that they grab the most... They don't grab the president anytime. You know, nobody ever grabs a president or a senator. No, because... They don't grab uh, a celebrity. They don't grab, you know... How do we know that? <laughs> Didn't Shirley MacLaine have that? <laughs> no, she had past lives. Oh, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> Same. Far more believable. Same thing. <laughs> than I agree. I agree. Still think you're wrong. <laughs> this movie, though, it... it doesn't really meander. I guess it, I mean, it still it, it maintains its story. I think going out when 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 he, you know, basically everybody in town thinks that Mike and his friends are full of shit, right? It's a weird town. It's it's like really weird. So like when they come rolling up the first time in the truck before they've told anybody what's happened, they walk into the local bar and everybody's just staring at them. Yeah, like they don't know them. Like <laughs> they've never seen even them. Though everybody knows them. I mean, it's true. Like the entire town knows these guys. These guys are. Around all the time, right? They're established as citizens of this town. Well, and then the, the waitress even like, uh, "Hey, uh, kitchen's closed," and it's like, like, well, she like, like she's like, trying to get rid of them. Exactly. Like, the sign said the dining room was open. Fuckers! I saw it. You saw it. We all saw it. <laughs> and it, even, they they weren't even hungry. Just get them a fucking beer. Shut up. <laughs> why? Why did you just assume they were coming in to open the kitchen? <laughs> like, like, chicken fried steak night. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, either that or it's just a poor establishment of like this is this out of town and they just didn't bother to tell us. It's weird on TikTok. <laughs> oh my god. You're Are there just... UFOs aliens on TikTok? Your phone is listening to us right now. <laughs> it is taking con Oh my god. You're probably right. China, hi. Hi China. Do you have in do you have aliens? <laughs> they do. Because they're 
part of the fucking Ark, you dick. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so yeah, so they're all acting like like they've never seen these guys before when they're all yes, you're right, established people in the town. We and, think because I mean again, it could just be poor. It just could be poor scripting where they just don't tell us that these guys are out of town when this happens. That's okay. But then why is their sheriff from their town the one who's responded? That's true. Good point. They have pulled the sheriff or this detective from Montana for some reason. <laughs> which what the fuck? Fucking Montana. Was he a was he an FBI agent? Was he from? I thought he was from. The FBI, maybe? Well, don't, he went... They don't establish what Jim James Garner is from. Is he Rockford? What is he? They, he's Rockford. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, they don't wear fucking bullet ties in the FBI. Sorry, that's not part of the, the garb. But, like, this is the kind of laziness that bugs me in a movie. You've got a thing about where, like, if a character, like, buys gum and they don't pay for it, it drives you nuts. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, I got a thing where it's just... I just find that when you don't address simple details like this, that it's just lazy and sloppy. Yeah. And this is a lazy and sloppy movie. It is. That doesn't address very simple details, like tell us where we are. Yeah. Yeah, like X-Files always did down in the corner of, of the television. We always knew when they were in New Mexico. Always. Or Texas. <laughs> Arizona. Again, titles on screen is a little bit lazy as well. But Fuck I'm gonna, you! <laughs> X-Files is a national it's, treasure, you it's dick. One, it's a way to do things. It is a way to do things. And on television, it's a little bit more forgivable. It looks cool in the 90s. But there are other more elegant filmic ways to explain that these guys are just not in their town. And that's why, they're being act- that's why people are reacting to them like fucking strangers. Well, they could have had Sheriff Blake Davis be Sheriff Exposition. Say, hey, uh, we're not in Snowflake, you guys. <laughs> Snowflake, which is the town where they're from. <laughs> it's the town where they're from. Snowflake, Arizona, which sounds ironic to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, I, there's or, too used, many jokes to, to make be, there. Before, before uh, climate change, it was ironic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just sad. <laughs> oh, oh, can we talk about... okay? And, 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 of course, in a film like this, we would have to get a ufologist... Jarvis, yeah. whatever that cut that part out. Like the, 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 we see him twice in this film, and yeah. I'm sorry, and it it's doesn't needless. Make, yeah, it's absolutely needless. What does he add to this movie? No, and he and he looks, he makes Mike look like a fucking asshole because Mike's like, yeah, let's bring that guy down here. We just found DB Sweeney totally fucking naked with his eyes like all fucked up and allegedly. shit. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly, this is how It was out. in the movie. You saw it, I saw it. <laughs> right, right. In the, in the movie story, yes. In reality... He was very moist in that point. I have a raining. theory. Yeah. I have a theory that the, that they all got pissed up, just drunk as hell. Mm-hmm. They beat the shit out of Travis Walton. <laughs> left him there in the forest thinking that they'd killed him. And then when, they, when he kind of woke up like five days later and wandered to another town... That that he just like uh, they just told him that he'd been abducted by aliens. I think that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I think it's true. And Mike, played by the hottie Robert Patrick, <laughs> he was Travis's best friend, who didn't talk to him <laughs> for whatever fucking reason. Because he was banging his sister. And stop banging my sister, dude. <laughs> but let me bring my sister to find you when we go when we go looking for you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. Some of these establishing I, I details. There's another, they, they drop in another weird detail here, and and again, it, the movie is almost critiquing itself at times. Like yeah. you know, like the, when they throw in the tabloid in the truck, or they have. A, there's a moment where there's where it's uh, 
two of the guys are talking. One of them is Peter Berg, and he says something about the Apache live over that hill over there. <laughs> uh, just randomly, because I guess there was Apache. There was an Apache guy they just randomly saw in the forest. Which again, though, establishes that whole thing. That, like X Files did it too, where you're trying to connect the Native Americans with UFOs every fucking time. I wasn't making that association. No, but that's that's what they do. My it's, association was is that that's probably pretty much where Travis probably went. Oh, <laughs> to good the point. reservation. I didn't think about that. Like after after they kicked the shit out of him. And then they did the ayahuasca and then that's whenever I, Yeah, exactly. right, right, right. Okay, I exactly. like that. Can we do that movie? Let <laughs> make me happier. Like like theoretically, you know, they could if if he just taken drugs and fallen down a hill it makes sense, you know? <laughs> Like, let's just say he does a bunch of fucking <laughs> mushrooms and falls down a fucking hill. Boys will and be boys. He strips off all his clothes and wanders into another town five days later. Like, that is a drug trip I mean, that, is that a lot of people yeah. have had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Bill Hicks has talked about he that has. very drug yeah. trip. Yeah. Hell, I ended up in the post office completely <laughs> naked one morning. So, more on that later. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I like that you're trying to build another story outside of the true story that was told in this film. I can appreciate Fuck that. You. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a believer. I am a believer. I, I, Have I, you seen an alien? I think we all do. <laughs> I think we see him every day. You've met Chewie. He's down on the floor down there, little fucker. Um, can I, can I quick just interject? Mark Isham's fucking score in this film. Oh, fucking Christ. It just, I, I literally thought that there was a car outside of our house. And then they used that one particular piece, not once, but twice in this yeah. film. And it was, it, it was like, in the, in the second time they used it, it wasn't even worth it. Because, like, Mike goes back and he sees T.B. Sweeney's bike, his, his motorcycle that's sitting in his house. And all of a sudden they're like, uh, uh, and the score. It made no fucking sense using it there. Actually, it frightened me a little bit. I, well, I'm sure it was that intended to create some sort of tension for whatever reason in this dramatic, quiet scene. Really? Uh, again, that, though, that again speaks to the attention to detail that is completely lacking yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Like, where do we put uh, the proper music? Like, in the flashback early on that they're relating to James Garner while they're covering... <laughs> uh, suddenly we've got, like... <laughs> Uh, a fine orchestral sc- score came in just as we were <laughs> starting to cut the forest down. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure they probably didn't relate that part. I'm just saying. I know it- we were both picturing Robert Patrick. Like, and then this gorgeous orchestral score came in as we were as we were shaving down these trees out there in the rim. I called it the rim. Yeah, yeah. I mm. there's just nothing natural about the way they tell this story. There's nothing you know believable about the way they tell this story. Uh, you, know, Rob, you can tell Robert Patrick is deeply invested in uh-huh. his character, but it's like, <sighs> yeah, I just wanted him to like be a country singer in this, you know, because he he looks like fucking Tim McGraw until the end where he looks like Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, the whole thing is just it's really <laughs> mind fuckery. But uh, yeah, he I, I would have watched that movie too. It's like all of a sudden he just becomes a country singer. Can we talk about the wig work in this movie? Ah, oh, that bad weave at the end on on Robbie Patrick. That made me sad. That made me that made me really sad because <laughs> he didn't look hot anymore. <laughs> we all know how I judge hotness, and that that nope, that was enough. Um, and then, well, even Craig Shepard, but I think Craig Shepard's hair when they ripped off the 
when they got to that fight and he his his do rag comes off. It looked real. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it, it it looked very fake through most of the movie. Well, so I'm thinking maybe he had. Like, they filmed that early on, and then okay. he had to go shave his head for, like, a TV show or something, and then they put that wig on. Because when you're hunched down, uh-huh. and you're wearing a crunchy wig, and you bring your shoulders back down, I mean, like, it was, like, sticking out straight. <laughs> it looks so bad. Very Gallagher. Oh, I couldn't stop laughing. I was just like, oh, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, it was, it was, not, it was not attractive. See, I like those details. <laughs> If, if, if you like those wig comments, you should hear all of my Twilight wig comments, because I've got quite a few of those. But that's another that's another podcast. Weird aside, I just watched a movie called uh, Pinball, The Man Who Saved the Game, and there's this actor, Mike Faced, in the movie, and the guy who's the movie's based on, the, the guy who saved Pinball, Roger Sharp, has is known for, and has, like, his logo is, this gigantic mustache. And when they put this mustache on Mike Faced, it looks like <laughs> he looks like a kid who's just uh, cosplaying as his business dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love business dad. <laughs> oh, I see it now. <laughs> it looks very silly, doesn't it? it uh, I have a problem with it. Again, it actually looks like uh, Robert Patrick's hair at the end of this film. <laughs> Just on, really got over his from. lip. Yeah. Over his lip, yeah. <laughs> he just, just shaved off a portion yeah. of it. There you go. Smells like Robert Patrick. <laughs> That's great. Wow. Yeah, I don't recommend that movie. Look for the review coming soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I just mentioned that because the wigs in this movie are very bad. Yeah. And, and the hair choices in general. Like, people really hated the 1970s. Yeah. Um, uh, like, why did they give D.B. Sweeney the, the uh, Dorothy Hamill cut at the end? What was that about? <laughs> I was just happy that he was showered. Because, <laughs> again, if we, cause we, have, we have to address that Matted hair. fucking hour-long time in, in the spaceship and now, he's floating around. Okay, yeah. The, I will say that special effects-wise, that was impressive. It looked cool. Like, it was a cool yeah. sequence. I'm sure that's the main reason why they made the movie was to make that sequence. Just make that a short film. Like, that would have been badass. I would have fucking loved that. But yeah, yeah. But there's so much, like, gelatinous goo. It, it and... reminded me a little bit of the alien abduction in Nope, which is really awesome. Oh, which yeah. is, but it far, far more effective because it doesn't show you, like, there's no pause yeah. in that. It's just people being, <laughs> it's just people inside of, like, a membrane that is Ugh. just constantly moving. Ugh. Ugh. The word membrane, it's like, a, I, I <laughs> use that when we watch, like, oh, he's inside a membrane. Come on. Ugh, just, that's what we think aliens are, apparently, just membranes and goo. <laughs> and they, they always have such a quizzical look on their face. Like, they're like, does that feel good? The most advanced race in the universe, and they can travel to our to our world, and they're just constantly confused and curious. And They're beautiful. Look at my dolls. I got my I UFO got, dolls out here. You've got your gray aliens. Well, I use these whenever I play my X-Files toys, though. <laughs> Because there's one that looks just like one that's in the X Files. But anyway, yeah, his feet move too. That's the that's the big evolution that yeah. we have is gray aliens. That's well, the big evolution that they've gone through in time. It looked like when he because there's a point where DB Sweeney kind of goes he, he's on like this umbilical cord kind of thing, mm-hmm. and he flies down, then he flies back up, and he lands inside another person's membrane. Ooh, um, but his hands look like they go right in the body of this person, yeah. which I think that they're taking this person it seems like they're making a a hybrid Hmm. that's what i took away from that so it seems to me that that's why that they were experimenting upon them but 
really. Yeah, they just, they just wanted a few pieces of him. <laughs> like, and then at the end, he's like, I just don't think they like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the big Rodney Dangerfield ending. So, yeah. What is it? Uh, Robert Patrick says to him, I'm just worried they're going to come back. And he says, I don't think they're going to come back. They don't like me very much. <laughs> I didn't get that sense when I saw little D.B. Sweeney on the screen <laughs> under a nice tight blanket. Oh. Damn. Damn. Balls for days. You can see his religion. You can see his... <laughs> no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's the, the ending, though, is... Uh... But yeah. he looks clean, which makes me happy. Yeah. Like, I really... Cause He's got I, the Dorothy Hamill cut uh, under his hat. And, mm. uh, He's got a Florida pin or I something. I don't think they like me very much. <laughs> Classic Travis. Oh, Travis. You <laughs> kidder. What'd no, you, what'd chucklehead. You <laughs> that was my favorite. Craig Shepard's like, you chuckleheads and you choir boy. I'm like, oh, I'm using those on somebody that I don't like. <laughs> Fucking choir boy. <laughs> Was yeah. That was uh, P- Peter Berg's nickname. Yeah. Oh, because he really... Yeah, they established... Again, having, having to, like, flip this... Rewind it all the way back to the front where they're, like, trying to tell the cop what's going on. And they're, like, they're going around the table introducing us to each character. And I, I think they actually said that about Peter Berg. He's like, he's a man of God, man of Jesus, you know. And No, he, he looks like an architect, you know, like, just really <laughs> out of place. <laughs> and he's a choir board. Choir board. Oh, oh, and... One of my favorite scenes, though, is they have the town meeting, of course, at the church. And there's only one church, and that's that's white Catholics, you can tell. Um, <laughs> blue carpet, I mean, the whole nine. Um, and and, and <laughs> you look around, again, it's a sea of white people, beautiful sea of white people. Um, what happened? Mama, did you walk on there? Okay. <laughs> I thought a cat had stopped the podcast. Andy likes to do that. I'm sorry, but yeah. Um, so you know, all these 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 terrified white people standing up and saying, you know, it's like, uh, how do we know that the town is safe? And blah 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 blah. That was my favorite scene. <laughs> what would you like the What would you like the sheriff to do about the aliens? <laughs> Like, what was the point of that scene? They like, needed did... Bill Pullman as president. That's what they needed. What was the point of that scene? What, to to establish that um, that Robert Patrick's character knew everybody in the church, right? Yeah, so, and then I Kathleen mean, why Milfley did they have crying. the meeting? What was the point of the meeting? It was to talk uh, to it was a town <laughs> fucking hall <laughs> for do, these people to ask to questions. Like, what? should we be scared? Should we be scared? Yes, be scared. I don't know. No, I mean, Have you, you lived in Princeton. They used to do them here all the time. But what was the point of that scene? Like that, there, there was like nothing that the sheriff is going to be able to tell them that is going to help. Well, <laughs> he's not going to tell them that they're going to arrest these guys for anything. They've got nothing to arrest them for yet. No, it, it, I think he was just briefing them. Is <laughs> a brief. Is a briefing. Well, because we didn't have like you know CNN and shit like that back then. That was the internet for them. <laughs> the church town I'm hall. I'm curious to know. And AOL. I, I wish I wish there was a, a way to figure out just how big this story was <laughs> at the time. Like, because this they portray it like like every piece, every media in the world showed up, and like people just started showing up at this uh, forest in Arizona to to see if they could see the aliens. And then like <laughs> I'm just wondering, they go really like really. People just turned out to, to to see this with cameras and asking them questions everywhere they went. Like they were, those are my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, 
I mean, that happens maybe in a, in a murder and disappearance, I guess. Yes, if you think somebody has been murdered, yes, people will turn out like that. Media will turn out like that. But it seemed the movie was saying that they turned out because they thought they had proof of aliens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And they didn't. They just had a, a dude who had probably been murdered by his friends, more than likely. <laughs> Travis Walton is still alive, know, telling his story to this day. The more likely story was that he had been murdered by his friends. I do. I like the ayahuasca story better, though. I think I think that's more fitting. Oh, he was he uh, th- he was stoned as hell. I mean, there's just no question. He was because I mean, hey, it's 1975, I, I'll give right? Him credit. I'll give him credit. His story is incredible. His story, Travis Walton's real yeah. story, incredibly detailed. And do you know why it's incredibly detailed? Because he went through <laughs> it. Because he was on serious drugs. Wow. <laughs> he was on I, mushrooms, ayahuasca, whatever, whatever type of psychedelic he was on. Uh, g- gave him a very memorable trip. <laughs> Why are you a victim shamer? <laughs> God, you're terrible. Do you know what they did to him? <laughs> we saw a little DB Sweeney. <coughs> he wasn't anal probed. But, uh, I'm sorry, I beg to differ. How did that become? How did that become part of lore? Because in aliens. I think they established it in the film. It looked like the the one alien was at the end of the bed. <laughs> Gave they, him the bedroom eyes. They never said anything specifically, nor did they point anything but at But you could tell what that alien was thinking. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm you see being, what DB was I'm wearing? I'm asking a serious question here. <laughs> how did anal probe... Bec- <laughs> the origin of the anal probe. Let me bring how it up. Did, how did anal probe become part of the alien lore? Okay. Is a genuine question I have, because like, who was the person who said that, yeah, they, they put a thing up my butt? So the anal probing... <laughs> Well, okay, look at this. It was developed during the Middle Ages by the Spanish Inquisition to attempt to cure heresy. So... <laughs> so what, the aliens are trying to cure heresy? I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, what's up with aliens and anal probes? Yeah. All right, here we go, here we go. Yeah, what is this about? <laughs> tell, me, tell, me what, tell me the story of, of aliens and anal probes. There's a picture of an alien with a bunch of peaches in its head. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, that's what great. Hell? That's great. Um, do they, do they though? Do they really? It's a bit of an odd thing. That's not a question. Hang on. For an alien to ignore your mouth, <laughs> which is much more dynamic movies, it moves in much more, hang on. This, is this whoever wrote happened? this, they actually said like, why did they go straight to your fart box? <laughs> this is a serious question, I'm damn it. So, I'm looking it up. Okay. <laughs> this is an academic probe. Fart boxes. <laughs> love that shit. Anal probing wasn't always a huge thing. Okay. Ufologist, author of UFOs, Aliens, and the Battle for the Truth. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the people who definitely promoted the idea was Whitley Strieber. Commun- yeah, Communion, the first of his two books about abductions, has references to that kind of thing in the account he gives. He wasn't the first, but Communion was a massive selling book that apparently discussed the whole anal probe. I love the way that alien people work. The way they work is just proving, trying to prove each other right, which is not how you do science. Just Jeff, just FYI, you can't approve. You can't approach science by saying I'm going to prove this is true. That's not how science works. What do you mean? That's exactly how science works. <laughs> it's like you have to I've, go up. To I've it. decided what the outcome is, and now I'm going to prove the outcome. What? That's science. Call the fucking hypothesis, you dick. You dick. And the only way that they. Can- 
I am not going to sit here and defend this. You create this. a theory. Uh, maybe, yes. You create a theory based on evidence. Yeah. Based on actual evidence. You don't, don't, you don't go, I'm going to prove that aliens exist. Um, <laughs> uh, what about the, the, the cornfield stuff? <laughs> well debunked. What about the TARDIS? Okay, that, that's real. That's fucking real. That's fucking real. I've got a TARDIS in my house. I was going to say, there's one in Cardiff right now. <laughs> that's fucking real. But, um, no. I, I think that there is, there, especially, I mean, just interstellarly, if I may make up a word, um, I think that there is, I think Bill Hicks said it too, we are infinite. Mm -hmm. Infinite possibilities in this world. And to me, that's absolutely, it's possible. It's all possible. You just don't want to believe it because it scares you. You've had, You're afraid of the truth. You, you've taken some trips, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the coolest thing you've seen on a psychedelic trip? Oh, let's see, I was in my 20s. It wasn't really cool. Um, <laughs> I've never been on any kind of drug ever. Uh, yeah, you're straight edge, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I, I think it, it, for me it was it was talking to a picture of of people I didn't know, but I I in my head like I knew them. And it, again, everything ugh, I barely and I kept. I was like I felt like I was in this like orange light. It really scared the fuck out of me. But talking to this picture and the picture was like there were these people and they were like super reassuring. Like you're fine, you're fine. That was your friends. I'm like, how do you? I think it was. I think it was. But you know, but it really it wasn't because yeah. I mean, but I recognized them. It was really fucking. I felt like they were really far away from me and I couldn't grab them. That, I mean, it was kind of cool. Yeah. When you wake up, and you're like, oh, I, I went through that. But, like, I didn't have, like, any... Um, you didn't see aliens. I never saw aliens. Um, I, I, I I think, I, like, I saw, like, a kind of a, a glittery sea at one point, and there was fish, but there's fish in, in water anyway. I mean, it just, yeah. you know... But I, I think I was so scared of being on that trip that I was afraid, like, a lot of, like, I kept remember putting my hands over my eyes, and I kept seeing my hands, but my eyes were closed, and it was, yeah, I, I don't recommend it if you don't, if you're not ready for it. Don't do it. Yeah. But. Bill Hicks has a great bit about, about this. <laughs> like, it's an amazing piece of comedy that he wrote about being on mushrooms, and, and how he did them, like, going out into a field uh -huh. at night with his friends, uh -huh. laying down and looking up at the sky and taking mushrooms and having an amazing trip and seeing aliens. Yeah. You know, seeing the aliens come and go and, you know, witnessing all of human history and, like, <laughs> and realizing that the, entire, that the entire world is connected to each other. Like, that's lovely. And it's he, lovely. He, like, it's a utopia that he's imagining while he's having this, you know, this trip that he's having. Well, it, I... I'm trying to remember because I've read I've read so many Bill Hicks books, but one of my favorite is American Scream by Cynthia True, and I'm pretty positive that there was I want to say a chapter like when again I think that was the same night where he um, he felt something inside of his body and he couldn't like he couldn't place what it was, but eventually it was like right where the pancreas was. So we, I mean again he had pancreatic cancer. That's how he died. So it's like. It, I think if you if you allow yourself to, if you really allow yourself to connect with that and if you know you don't have anxiety like I do I think you really can see so many wonderful if you just let yourself do it but not that Travis Walton did that <laughs> 
I know D.B. Sweeney didn't do that. Either Travis Walden did that or he's a con man. Those are the only two options. I have a hard time Either he's a con that. man who just has come up with this elaborate story to make money. Or or he, you know... Or he was on drugs. Or he was on some heavy drugs. Why like, does it have to be so black and white with you? <laughs> because he wasn't abducted by aliens. There's always shades of gray. <laughs> you can have all your shades of gray. They don't Little include gray alien. Uh, they Graylian. It's <laughs> my band name, Graylian. Uh, no! They just they don't, there are no aliens. You're not giving... They're, there's you're... no evidence that aliens have come, in da- come down and taken anybody. Zero. There's zero evidence of that. I'm sorry. I, there's You're not wrong. one single believable story of anyone being abducted by aliens. You're wrong, but... <laughs> I'm not wrong. I mean, I, you, again. <laughs> Give me one credible story of somebody who has actually been abducted by aliens. Let you me look it up. That you can't debunk. You can't. <laughs> You can look at Google is not going to help you. <laughs> Google is not going to help you, and Mulder is not a person. <laughs> His name is Fox Mulder, <laughs> and he was a person for twelve seasons. Well, on and off, yeah. he left for a little bit. Was, was Scully ever abducted? By yes, him? she was. Did she? Did she Early believe on? it afterwards? Um, no. <laughs> but here's the thing. So. She's pregnant, like, Julian Anderson's actually pregnant during this, this season, season mm-hmm. two, I believe. And they did this really cool thing where they, they went in and they, they, they put this thing on her pregnant belly to make it look like they were stealing all of her eggs. So, it, I mean, her, it, it looked so fucking cool. I, I hope I don't go back and watch it and it doesn't look as cool as it did, <laughs> It looked really fucking cool. And they stole all of her eggs. Oh. So she was barren, basically. That's why later on, when she has William, he's a miracle child because she shouldn't have had any babies. Because the alien stole them. Because the alien stole them. But yeah. she, had, she didn't actually believe it. Um, no. It, well, even in Fight the Fucking Future. <laughs> God damn it. He, you know... Mulder goes and steals Scully out of the out of the chamber, and then literally see this this UFO lifting up out of the snow, and of course she's passed out, and he's like Scully, Scully, <laughs> we all saw it, you saw it. We saw Fox Mulder having a having a psychotic break, is what we saw. Well, we didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, we saw two different movies then. <laughs> um, how do you know if you've been abducted by aliens? Oh. You ready? Okay, I'll take the quiz. All right, here we go. Um, let's see here. What's the question? Oh, warning signs. Okay. Before an abduction occurs, sometimes people have signs that an abduction is about to occur. The first time a person is abducted, they may not realize it until after the fact. But in repeat abductions, it can be useful for telling when the abduction is imminent. Signs include things like your television or other electronics suddenly acting strangely. Huh? Huh? <laughs> happened in the movie. Happened in the movie. Happened on X-Files and turning on and off by themselves. Has anyone seen the movie signs? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh... I think, okay, as well as feeling like you're being watched, (laughs) fuck you, it's a twist, or hearing strange humming noises outside of your house or vehicle. The capture, during this phase of the alien abduction, the person feels helpless, like they're being captured. I feel like that all the time. Okay. (laughs) Shut up. Helplessness is kind of a modern human condition. Do you feel captured right now by this? <laughs> a little bit. If a person encounters a UFO while driving at night, their car's engine and electronics may suddenly stop working. So close encounters, yeah. And X-Files, sorry. Right, um, but the, again, those are popular culture 
uh, things. Some of those stories, okay, Chris Carter even said some of the stories that he wrote were based on people's actual accounts. (laughs) Actual, with heavy quotes. Experience of time loss. Have you experienced time loss? No. Ever? I have. (laughs) But I was also on, probably on (laughs) this. You know what else causes time loss? Wine. (laughs) Not if you're drinking. (laughs) You know what else causes time loss? Whiskey. I can't drink whiskey anymore. That's true, though. And also loss of underpants sometimes. (laughs) Um, Time loss and underwear loss. But also alien abductions. Same. Okay. Procedures and being examined. Aliens will typically look a person over similarly to like a medical checkup because they're kind of like doctors. This involves examinations of the ears and mouth, reflex testing, and similar tests, internal probes, and scopes. Psychological testing may also be done by aliens. (laughs) Conversation. Sometimes aliens will speak with the abductee and give them a message. This can vary from warning about the use of nuclear weapons or harming the environment. I see they're great. Um, or it might be more personal, such as telling the person that they have a higher purpose for them. Or it might be social media when you're on you Facebook. Was it a movie we watched where like some some little girl died and went to heaven and she came back and her only knowledge she came back was to tell somebody else? No, it was no, it was a movie. It was a movie. Yes, uh, a Cur- Curtis did it. It was. died. Like, the only curse she had for Jesus when he got what she got, when she misses, she just sent back to deliver life. She tells somebody else that Jesus wants that one to be. That was a Christian song. Yeah. yeah? So. That is the one. Yeah, that's the one. Like, and God was there all along. purpose to kill a child. Oh, fuck your life, little kid. I just want you to spread my message. Just exactly what you Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions here. Okay. Uh, do you have a pet or a, a pet dog or dogs? Yes. And they sleep indoors? Yes. Okay, next question. Uh, this is a quiz about whether or not you've ever been abducted by aliens. Okay. I don't know what the dog has to do with anything, but uh, <laughs> maybe this quiz will reveal itself and as we go along. Well, you wonder why sense. my dog barks so fucking much. This might be why. Is this, it, this can't be a real quiz. Do you take vitamin or something? Uh, vitamin B. What I drink one. Uh, okay. But you don't take them by the handful? Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> Not like my ass. Uh, do you ever daydream about flying animals? Yeah, absolutely. You do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, both? Yeah. All right, answer both. Okay. Let's see. Here's Brainfall.com. Brainfall. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't know. Dick. What if, what if, where the fuck did they come up with something that stupid? Brainfall. Uh, do you find the subject of aliens and UFOs interesting? Yes. Is it fascinating? Yeah. Okay. This is anybody's quiz. I wrote this quiz. Don't wait for it to... Oh, it has load. It load the question. You have compulsive or addictive personality. You, yes, I do. <laughs> Definitely. I absolutely do. <laughs> I feel like we're just bringing out something to talk about. You're about to find out you were abducted by aliens. I swear. On a scale of one to five, how much do you... How does scale of one to five, I do the most. How much do you care about serving about five? What question is that related to scaling want to see? <laughs> Wait. I thought they wanted to mine the planet, which reason to kill us all. Which That's Independence that? Day. Isn't <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or Mars, I don't know. Do you ever do, do you or have you ever sleep? No, I don't. That's exactly the answer. Tiny one. I don't. Start myself on my ring at night. Yeah. Good. Uh, let's see. Have men in suits ever come to your door? Well, <laughs> did I order them? <laughs> my party. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. yes. Okay. Only. Well, so weird. No. <laughs> did you slap him? Uh, <laughs> no, I had the. It was the governor of Minnesota, Jesse Dura. Are you special? Yes. In what way? Uh, well, your answers are, I guess you could say that's aren't we all, or of course, so flick. Okay, who wrote this quiz? Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> of 
Fuck you, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> um, yeah. You I'm are a snowflake? I know, I think so. so. I guess you could say yeah, that? I guess you could say I'm fucking special. Alright, your answer is I guess I could, I guess you could say that. Yeah, we'll go back. You're not snowflake. <laughs> Lipard. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, final question. Do you, have any prob- do you have any phobias or irrational fears like spiders or heights? It's absolutely one or two, or yes, plenty of them. Plenty, plenty of fears. Yeah, yes. I'm also thinking about being up high. No. Having to see if Amy has ever been abducted by a Still calculating. Okay. It's almost done. It's getting there. Uh, let's see. Let's get the results. I feel like we know what the answer is, don't you? Um, there is no result. This is just a, a quiz that fucks with you. What? <laughs> well, that's anticlimactic. I know, right? That is fucking bullshit, man. I mean, again, I think we all know the truth. <laughs> that is, it's out there. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I guess I was. I also, I have a lot of phobias. I'm pretty sure you were. I that, or I'm just really neurotic. Which, it, yeah, that's part of it too. Fair. Yeah. Thank you. That's a fair. That's thank a you. fair answer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if you were ever abducted by an alien and you got a story to tell, obviously, what's the what's the address in Pueblo, Colorado? Six oh six oh two. Pueblo could just write a self-addressed stamped envelope. Yeah, yeah. Which is, of course, the only way you can get the, uh, the VHS of this podcast. <laughs> We really this need to post only, that address. This week only, VHS episodes are signed by Jürgen Prochnow. That's right. Oh, Jürgen. I swear to God, I saw you in that church scene in this film. Do you <laughs> think I did? every movie. In every fucking movie. He's been in every film. We should... You know what? Again, I, I, I feel like... I feel like if he's going to do movies like this, at least give him a line. Give yeah. him a fucking line. He was only the biggest star in the world right. at the time. We couldn't make him citizen number three? I guess they don't want to pay the price for Jürgen. Um, It was the early 90s, and let's just say... His price was pretty high at the time. You can't afford Jürgen in the early 90s. (laughs) We're just just putting that out there. It's true. I really want him to call me. (laughs) Jürgen, my number. Also post that theater. Yeah. Please call me. I'm very lonely. Do you have any final thoughts on uh, Fire in the Sky? This is a bad movie. Uh, The fact that they Um, never said Fire in the Sky, that that pissed me off. Yeah, but I don't think this is a very good movie. No, I think I I think the acting was was solid. I I think, think they're all committed, but yeah, they're all committed to something that is letting them down repeatedly. I think this is a poorly directed movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they hired James Garner for nothing, being James Garner. Right. Soundtrack um, sucks. The the scripting is awful. Yeah, it's atrocious. The just lots of scenes where nothing important happens. Um, <laughs> Welcome to my life. I think they wanted to make a movie where they could do that. Alien abduction scene. I think that's all they really wanted and cared about. And they should have made a short film like yeah. that. That would have been like Oscar worthy short film. And and make DB Sweeney as Paul Rudd the, act- the character. <laughs> he, does, he looks like Paul Rudd. He looks like Paul it's Rudd in so the movie. Weird. It is. He even sounds like him in some scenes. It's weird. And the other guy looks like looks like Stephen Dorff and Norman Reedus. And Norman Reedus. That's weird. <laughs> so many like it was. It was like it was. It was uh, portentous. Like yeah. it was foretold that we would meet these people later but, like, on. They're again just distracting bullshit. Yeah, distracting bullshit. This movie, like Craig Sheffer's terrible hair. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Robert Patrick's terrible spirit gum face. At the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the beard work was not great. No, but still, shout out to Robert, man. You were fucking hot in this movie. <laughs> I'll leave my number for you on our website as well. 
<laughs> we need a website first. I'll, we'll post that today. There's this wonderful uh, show I watch on on YouTube. Uh, this woman, uh, Ashley Burton, awkward Ashley. She just she's like millennial. She watches movies mm-hmm. and uh, she's got this thing which she'll do, and it's and it's so random. You never know when she's going to pop it out, but she'll just say, "Oh, Gene Wilder, he could get it." <laughs> I'm already best friends with this person. That's my kind of sex it's right like there. You're, you're yeah. Robert Patrick. It's yeah. like, he can get it. He can get it. <laughs> Cody always say, I, I fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh! Oh! It was very funny. That... Go I'm sorry, ahead. No, no, I just I just was reading more about Robert Patrick. Uh, <laughs> Ashley was... So she just recently did uh, the the man who shot Liberty Valance with uh, with John Wayne, and she's like, and she never once said that he could get it, like never once. But then she watches the Quiet Man and goes, you know what? He could get it. This John Wayne, he could get it. <laughs> the only John Wayne that can't get it, Genghis Khan, <laughs> and he won't get it. Oh, fuck you for that role. Wow. Yeah. At least it gave him cancer, though. <laughs> Jesus. Christ! That role gave him cancer. It... <laughs> you don't know this? I just feel like you smacked your dick in my face. <laughs> Why don't... would you say that? No, he, that he, they he did not. They literally, like, most of the, like, 90% of the cast of that movie got cancer from where they shot it in Utah. It was, it was right on top of a nuclear waste dump. You are kidding. There was a nuclear, so they've tested nuclear weapons several miles up the road from where they were shooting this movie, and the nuclear waste got into the water that was running along the, the creek where they shot the movie. So, like, over a hundred people on the cast, in the cast and crew of that movie, The Conqueror, got cancer. <laughs> Including Holy John Wayne. Sh- wow! How did I not know that? I love shit like that. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Wow! I just did a documentary review uh, on a, on a movie that was talking about that. Did they ever make like a a, a movie about it? <laughs> they made a documentary about it. Not like a a real movie. Oh, a real movie. Yeah, not what I have to think about, you know? Oh, The Conqueror was the real movie. I don't, I don't want that one. I want, like, James Franco to play John Wayne in that. James Franco doesn't really work much anymore. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Does it? Does it? I just, I, I leave James Franco back in, in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. That's where I'm leaving him. <laughs> anyway. Uh, next week. Yeah. What are we, what are we, uh, we, we're, we were deciding between Point of No Return and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I think if MJ's coming back, I think we should do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Are they a big uh, Mutant Ninja Turtle fan? You know, 18 and lots of colors. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like Point of No Return is going to bore the fuck out of all of us. I mean, again, I, I liked it. I, I, I loved Point of No Return. I feel like it lags. And there's an element of boredom. Plus, mostly, it's like, I just want to get you guys in here for the podcast and get the fuck out so I can drink. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to do that one. I, 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 and yes, I'm fully aware of La Femme Nikita, and I'm yeah. sure that La Femme Nikita is quite good. Not, I the, just not really, the TV show on USA. I had, a, I had a huge crush on Bridget Fonda. Fuck yeah. So, yeah. Who didn't? Singles came out before this. Oh, her and Singles, though. That was that like... Was, that, I wrote about Singles just last year. My girl and Kira Sedgwick, too. They both yeah. look fucking hot in that movie. Yeah. Smoking. <laughs> they could get it. They could get it. <laughs> they could get it. Yep. <laughs> Almost dirty. <laughs> Almost. That's another funny one that I got to throw in there about Ashley. She'll do that with women too. Like, I love that. <laughs> she's, Equal she's opportunity, not, yeah. man. 
She'll throw that out there. Good. I'm all for that. I need to check that out. Yeah, what's, she's what's, What is she? Uh, it's Awkward, Awkward Ashley. Ashley. All right, I'll yeah. check that out for sure. Very, very funny YouTube channel. Uh, oh. Good, good recommend for this week. Excellent. Excellent. All right, next week is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We'll see you then. Number three. Love you.